Have you ever just wanted someone to walk alongside you as you do the thing? The thing that makes your heart come alive and leaves our world just a little bit more like Jesus than we found it. I'm a girl wildly passionate about cheering on my friends in the pursuit of making God known through their unique calling. So buckle up because I'll gather up my favorite seasoned and rising leaders in their fields to share inspirational stories, strategic advice, and hard-won wisdom. I'm your host, Rebecca Dotson-George, and welcome to the Do The Thing Movement Podcast. You're listening to episode 10 of the Do The Thing Movement podcast. Today on the show, I have my new friend, Katie Guiliano. She is the founder of Hosanna Revival. And we talk all things from just the beginning of her journey, starting Hosanna Revival in her college apartment at the age of 20, all the way to today, where Hosanna Revival is a multi-million dollar business. And just everything God has shown her along the way. We talk about marriage. We talk about the Enneagram. It was so much fun to talk to a fellow Enneagram 3, and I'm just so blessed to call Katie a friend. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. The music in the background is the song Someday Dream by Emily Ann Roberts. We had her on the show a few weeks ago. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already, but hope you enjoy the music and hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, Katie, I am so excited to have you on the show. So will you just start us out by telling um, telling listeners just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, totally. I am so excited to be talking today, too. So my name is Katie. I live in Cincinnati with my husband, Nick. We have one dog, and that's it for now. But he, awesome. our, our, our dog is 140 <laughs> pounds, so it feels like another being, you know, living with us, but <laughs> just him for now. But I mean, the tell me about yourself questions are always kind of tough, you know? Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay. I always, I always like a good restaurant, like trying out new fancy mm-hmm. or not fancy hole in the wall places. Mm-hmm. Man. I love Cincinnati. I haven't been to Cincinnati in a while, but I went to a conference there a couple years ago and there were some really good places to eat there. I've really enjoyed it a lot. Okay. See, I think Cincinnati is really cool. That I I always thought that I would move somewhere else and do something, I don't know, like live in a big city or internationally, but Cincinnati, since starting Hosanna Revival, like in growing some roots, I have really come to love this, this home. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. So I got married this year, earlier this year in May, and my husband and I got a dog as well pretty early on in marriage. So <laughs> Amazing. So I you know, know the feeling. I know all about just the, the um, I don't know, all about the puppy stage <laughs> and everything that comes along with that. And so it's super fun, though. So I, right. I definitely recommend dogs. Um, so So let's just kind of start out by telling us a little bit about Hosanna Revival. So um, just how God put that idea on your heart as a 20-year-old college student and then kind of walking us through the journey to where you are today. Man, totally. It's, I always say that it's my second favorite story to tell behind, um, the only second behind when, how I became to, became a Christian and came Mm -hmm. to know Jesus. So Hosanna Revival, um, 
started when I, I guess the idea came about when I was studying abroad in Spain. That was my sophomore year of college. And I, this was like, when I tell the story, I I like to share that I was really new to my faith and I had kind of been plopped into this amazing Christian community with these women. I lived in a house with eight other girls and they were solely responsible for, you know, showing me the way and kind of training me up in righteousness and, you know, all these beautiful scriptural things that my roommates were doing for me, which was so cool. Community is so, so important. Um, but then I, I left and I moved to Spain. And so for six months, I was kind of stripped of this amazing community and these girls that were really showing me the way. And I was forced to just learn to rely on the actual word of God to yeah. have my relationship with Jesus and, you know, learn to pray in solitude and just really do everything in solitude. But thankfully, in that season, that's where I truly discovered the beauty um, of knowing God through his word. Yeah. So it was there that I had this idea, you know, my Bible, my brand new Bible is plain black. And the whole time I was in Spain, I was thinking, I want to do something to this. I want to mm. design this Bible and make it beautiful and truly make it reflect what I know the inside holds. Mm. But I had to wait until I got home. So I kind of sat on the idea for a while. But as soon as I got home in, that was the summer of 2015, I made the first one for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then it was a really quick launching pad from that point forward because I kind of saw, okay, wow, if this could excite me so much to actually engage in scripture and know the Lord through his word, could this work for any other woman, you know, and could this be a ministry tool? Could this be a business? I just, I had so many ideas and really just started running. Yeah. So man, I love that. I love stories like this. And I actually remember when you launched Hosanna Revival, like I I remember coming across, you know, either, either your feed or I don't know if you had created even a separate account for it yet, but I thought it was the most beautiful thing. And I, I found a couple of Bibles just at like a, a discount store that, you know, had a good cover that was paintable and whatever. And I painted one for myself years ago, just as a fun project. And then when I got married this spring, I actually painted one for my mom and one for my mother-in-law. Oh my gosh, so sweet. Is there sort of wedding gift? And so I just want you to hear, like, even years ago, you totally inspired me in the same way. Like, exactly what you're, what, exactly what you said of, you know, knowing and believing it could inspire and encourage other people. And so, wow, um, I love that. Thanks for telling me that. Yeah, absolutely. So what I love about stories like yours is, you know, you started out of this place where, you know, you're a college student and, you know, everything about life that comes along with that. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, and you have this idea, you go to Spain, God puts this on your heart and then, you know, walk us through like the beginning phases of launching a business as a college student. You know, what did God <laughs> teach you in that? Oh, geez. How quickly did it grow? Like people today are seeing Hosanna Revival as this, as the company that it is today, but that's not where you started. And so I'd love to hear kind of like the progression of what God did along the way. Oh, totally. That <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever like referred to those as the dark ages, but maybe they should be <laughs> called that just truly because it was such 
such a blur like <laughs> looking yeah. back it is really fun to recall though like all of the really cool things god was doing you know in the depths of my college house basement um, right. <laughs> but yeah so i came home and like i said i started i made one for me and one for my sister and then was really just hoping okay could this bible excite people that don't know jesus to open it up and fall in love with him through this book um and so i i went straight to etsy and i started selling bibles on etsy and I was getting like a really steady amount of orders um, every week. Each Bible took me about five hours. And so I was doing maybe three to four a week. It was a nice little part-time job while I was in college. Yeah. Um, right. You know, like just some after school fun things to do. Really was learning a ton about my materials. At this point, I was um, rebinding every single Bible. I didn't, they didn't come ready to paint. And so I was like building covers for Bibles. So they took wow. me quite a bit of time. Yeah, so I, I had some really funny processes. <laughs> I would sit at my kitchen table with my nine roommates and, you know, they'd watch a movie and I'd be sitting at the kitchen table or I even, I got really comfortable painting on the couch. I would lay everything out on my lap, but our couch is destroyed. It's covered in paint, but, <laughs> but it was awesome to get to spend time with all my friends um, and just keep, keep up this work. And That's so... Then, yeah, it was January, like six months into business, that I officially made an Instagram account for Hosanna Revival. And things really took off from there. That um, got consistent, like three to four orders a week. The first week that I made the Instagram, by the end of that week, I had 180 orders. Oh, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> right. So a decision had to be made. Am I going to, you know, drop out of college or hire people to help me paint or just, uh -huh. you know, pull out my Enneagram three muscles and just do it all by myself? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. what am I going to do? Um, and so I did decide to try and do it on my own. I did, I kind of shut down my shop for a little bit just so I knew I could catch up on these orders, but it took me so long to get through that list. Um, and I knew at that point, like, okay, God, you're doing something. I've got to figure out how to strategically grow this because I cannot take this kind of like, you know, springing up straight out of the ground growth. Like we need something sustainable. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. And so did you end up hiring other painters or how did you handle that? So it was really, yeah, it was that kind of springtime that I, I needed to make the decision. And so I started pursuing what it would look like to get my designs produced and printed. Mm -hmm. And if, if we could pull that off, that meant we weren't going to hire any other painters. Yeah. Um, so by that fall, we officially got a partnership with my dream publisher um, and they agreed to produce, you know, five of my favorite best-selling designs on Bibles. So those, those didn't end up arriving to us for another full year. They came in May of 2017, but it was really then once I had, you know, Bibles in the masses that were unhindered by the time it took me to paint each one, that's yeah. when Hosanna Revival really could start to grow. Wow. That's so cool. That's so cool. And I think that's so encouraging to, you know, maybe a an Etsy owner now that, you know, yeah. starting out in, and they're in their own version of a small beginning and, you know, maybe they're seeing God take it to a next level. You know, he's so faithful to provide in those times. And I love just how he did that for you. And, and, you know, now to look at what Hosanna Revival is today and the partnerships that you have, even with other businesses and things that I'm starting to see, it's just so cool to see that that came from, you know, a 20 year old college student, in, yeah. you know, painting on the couch, painting <laughs> on the couch, you know, I just, I love that. So, um, I also would love to talk about 
marriage a little bit. So you started Hosanna Revival before you got married, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, and you've been married about a year ish. We just, we just crossed two years actually. Oh, two. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Um, (laughs) You're about a year ahead of me. So, um, I'd love to hear, you know, what was it like walking this, you know, calling that God had you step into to start this business? What, what are the differences, you know, pre and post marriage? What was it like doing it as a single woman versus, um, what do you, how do you think God has used marriage to encourage you and just how has he used that after you got married as it's continued to grow? Yeah, I love that thought because it really, I think my husband and I are in a little bit of a unique situation um, because it, he actually quit his job two days before our wedding and joined the Hosanna team. So oh, awesome. <laughs> we went from being, you know, just dating singles to roommates and coworkers. And we also started the youth group at our church that same month, you know, so like we just, we went from being like truly, totally separate beings to spending all of our time together. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I ran Hosanna for two full years before we got married and there were lots of unique problems and honestly, a lot of loneliness that comes in running a business, which I think anyone doing any kind of mission work or starting any kind of anything, you know, you've, you've probably experienced some of that loneliness. Sure. I really think a lot of it comes from just not having people that fully understand your specific problems. Um, if you don't have people in your corner that hear all the updates and hear it all, you're going to feel like a little bit misunderstood when people do try to help, you know, cause they just don't know the details. Um, but yeah, so as our relationship progressed, Nick kind of became someone in that corner of mine that was receiving all of these details about Hosanna. Um, and so when he, we, we always thought he would come work with me at Hosanna Revival someday, but we just didn't realize how soon. Yeah. Um, but he, he ended up quitting his job. Yeah. That Thursday before our Saturday wedding. And we decided we didn't tell our parents until we got back from our honeymoon. Just, oh, wow. <laughs> right. All the eggs in one basket. Um, but yeah, it, it was, that's a really cool story just because up until that point, um, two years of business, I had never taken a paycheck for myself yeah. just because, you know, you pour all the money back into the business and make sure I have money to buy Bibles and all kinds of things. Um, but I kind of put this stake in the ground that, okay, when we get married, I've got to start writing myself a check because my money's running out. You know, yeah. my, my high school Chick-fil-A allowance is now yes. diminished. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so we went from, okay, crap, we've got to come up with one salary for Katie. Now we've got to come up with a second one for Nick. And we were, it, it was just terrifying. Like that, I think, is one of the biggest risks to date that we've taken, uh, which is bringing us both on full time at one point. Um, but okay. The cool end of the story is I kid you not the Friday night before our wedding, I was staying up late writing my vows and because I'm a business owner, I, you know, quickly jumped in to check my emails and (laughs) I saw an email from an account. Um, it was a, a big retailer that we had been praying and trying and emailing to get our products into for years. And they emailed us back literally that Friday and said, hey, no, seriously, they said, here's how many Bibles we want and here's what we'll pay for them. And I did, you know, my quick little calculator math. And I kid you not, that total number right then and there came out to be within $1,000 of what we wanted to pay Nick for his entire annual salary. Oh, Isn't that insane? 
I, I mean, so cool. every time I recall that story, I'm like, God, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that mm-hmm. is the coolest thing. Just that it was like, okay, you took a risk and then just immediate payout, you know, immediate oh. fruit. And I, that does not happen every time. <laughs> yeah, sure, it does. Sure. As much as yeah. I wished it would. I yeah. really think like that story is just such a tool in like building our faithfulness and building our willingness to take these huge risks because we've just, we've seen God show up like that in so many different ways, you know? Yeah. I love that. Okay. So we flew right over this earlier. I'm going to come back to it. So you're an Enneagram three. Yes. yes. So am I. Oh, I love uh, it. <laughs> so I'm curious, what's your husband? Nick is a nine. Thank okay. goodness he is because I just don't know what I would do if he wasn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So my uh, husband is an eight, like a okay. strong eight. He's an eight, seven. Wow. So uh, he's a pastor. So we, um, it's so, I feel like the Enneagram has been the most helpful tool for us, like leading into marriage, you know, mm. there's all, there's the love languages, which I would say is also a super helpful one. But, um, apart from that, I feel like, you know, that's just one of the things God's really used to help us understand each other in this first year or so of marriage. Yeah. And, um, even just how we work through, conflict or even just understanding each other, like in the everyday, we even had a moment this week where we had a conversation and he just came to me just a little worried, like, Rebecca, are you taking on too much? And, you know, walk me through what this is going to look like. And we came back to the Enneagram and he was like, I mean, I know you're three, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there, that's the necessary, yes. but <laughs> yes, yes. But the buts are necessary. Yeah. Yes. But, no, uh, I completely agree with you. I think yeah. I, that's a note I did want to make about for Nick and I working together. Like it was really challenging to figure out, you know, where am I Katie, the leader and where am I Katie, the follower, you know, oh, especially, wow, yeah. Like Nick didn't jump in and say like, okay, I'm in charge now. You know, I'm going to, I'm the painter and I'm the product designer, but like, it's been really helpful that he has his own unique giftings and ways that he can lead me and lead our team um, that just look differently from mine. Yeah. That's so cool. So what is his role at Hosanna? Well, he, (laughs) when he came on board, he studied front end development. Um, in college. So like beautifying and front end coding. And, you know, that was really fun in the beginning to design us a website. But once we had a website, there was not 40 hours of work for him to do. Um, And we had like, I I remember it so vividly. I'm, you know, working my butt off and I look over one day and he's like on his phone on the couch. And I was just (laughs) immediately angry, just so angry. Like, you know, oh, I regret this. Yeah, there's, there's no time (laughs) for hanging out. And you're just sitting around what are you doing? And in it, you know, it was a, an, a rough conversation, but it really started, I don't know, just this, this big conversation about like, okay, what do I do here? And what, what value can I add? Um, and it was that day that he actually, he took over some really frustrating account we were trying to cancel. You know, it was kind of a scam, some like payment processing company that was just taking all of our money and you had to wait like four hours with customer service every day um, to like get this canceled. And I was like, Hey, how about you take that? How about you take over that big, (laughs) ugly problem and just solve it. And since then he has just solved like every single big, ugly problem that we've ever faced. He he just, we kind of call him the driver of the boat. He's definitely Mm -hmm. behind the scenes, but he handles all of our manufacturing and like freight shipments. Um, He does all of our taxes and finances. (laughs) Just oh, that's so cool. He does everything things. that a three hates to do. <laughs> this is true. This is so true. 
yeah, he's he's very good at what he does, and I think all the time just how grateful I am that he is on our team because without him, I just can't imagine trusting someone enough to let them managing all those things, manage yeah. all those things if they weren't my husband. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. I love that. Now let's talk a little bit about how you have differentiated yourself you know, really kind of in a crowded space. I think that that is a huge challenge of a lot of business owners. And so, you know, especially kind of in this Christian space. And so can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, totally. I I think that is a really challenging question. Um, And if I was sitting down one-on-one with someone and hearing their specific idea, you know, it would be a lot easier to give specific advice. But I think back in my own story, I'm someone that really craves uniqueness. And that is my strong wing four coming out. Um, just, yeah. I, I think back when I was starting Hosanna and I, I made this first Bible. And then the very next thing I did was a ton, a ton of research because I wanted to find out, is someone else doing this? Because if someone else was doing this, I would not have started this journey. Um, I really felt like, okay, God has given me this idea and I'm going to pursue it but I'm not going to do it if I'm copying somebody else. Uh, so, right. and that's why I think Hosanna has seen such amazing growth is because it was just an entirely untapped market. It simply wasn't right. being done. And so God really grew Hosanna to such amazing heights before the market got crowded. Um, yeah. And that has been such a blessing to us. But for someone that, you know, has an incredible talent in the, the market is saturated. What on earth do you do to differentiate your brand? Yeah. So, I'm thinking a few things that come to mind are, of course, like quality, like you want to be having to have something great that you're bringing to the table, but paired with good content, pair, like, you know, beautiful photos and, and paired yeah. with your story. Like all of these things are kind of a beautiful trifecta that will build your uniqueness, even if the product you're creating is something that is being done all around the world. Um, but really, I think if God is calling you to this thing, whatever it is, that's really all the differentiation you need because he's going to give you what you need and lead you exactly where you should go. And so whether it's crowded or not, like if you are meant to be there, like you will see fruit. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And the one thing we talk about a lot on the show is just running in your lane. You know, I think Mm -hmm. we all have a unique lane that God has called and equipped us and only us to run in that hmm. will glorify him in a way that, you know, maybe is similar to someone else, but it's, it's unique and will impact different people than anybody else in the kingdom of God. Yes. Will, you know? And so I think it's when we take our eyes off of that, that everything, you know, can unravel. And so if we just will keep our eyes running after him, you know, in our own unique lane, then, then that's where we need to stay. So I love that. Um, yeah, yeah that love, is so true. Yeah, I love this quote that, that I saw that you wrote. It says, God will call, prompt, and ask you to do many things in your life. Big things, risky things, far off things, seemingly impossible things. We would be remiss to think that we would have the strength to complete a single one of them if we don't remember the very first time he called our name out of our darkness and into his glorious light. Be a fighter for the kingdom, but first and always be his daughter. And so I love it. (laughs) I love that. And so talk a little bit about just what God is teaching you in this season, um, you know, that you're in now, you know, on a heart level about, about himself, about you just in this journey. 
Yeah, I that is I love reflecting on what God is teaching me because like if we're not looking for it, we're gonna miss it, you know? And yeah. and we'd miss these beautiful things that he probably is trying to teach us. But yeah. I think for me right now, it's how to look for his vision for Hosanna Revival. Yeah. Um, because I have from the very beginning, you know, I had a nice little three to five year dream set up and now I'm kind of getting to the end of that. And so many people ask like, okay, well, what's next for this business? And I don't want to just make something up, you know, like I want God to tell me what's next. Right. So I, I'm really trying to look for his vision without getting wrapped up in the day to day. I think from an earthly standpoint, if, you know, if, if leaving God out of it, which of course we're not doing, but <laughs> if you leave God out of it, like people set goals and vision for their businesses and for their, their things that they're doing, but you have to look up from the actual work that you're doing to make that happen. And so when we bring, when we bring God back into it, how amazing is it that when we're taking that time out of our day to dream and vision cast, God comes right alongside of us, you know, through prayer and, and inserts his vision and inserts his wisdom and calling um, on everything we're doing. Yeah. And I love what you said about, you know, it's so easy to, to not stop and take the time to really seek him. And, and I know even for myself being in, you know, a place of ministry and my husband's a pastor and, mm -hmm. you know, I lead a small group and, you know, you're in these places in your life where you're leading others towards Christ. But I think mm -hmm. it's very easy to get in a season where you're pursuing so many of those good things, but you're not really spending time with him intentionally every day in the word. You know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. you're preparing for small group or you're talking through your husband's sermon with him, you know, in the evening. But can you talk a little bit about what it looks like for you now? And it doesn't have to be a perfect answer <laughs> for you to do that. You know, what does that look like for you? For seeking vision? I, man, I think of a few things. I wish I had them in a nice bullet pointed list, but oh, I like <laughs> way better than that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank goodness. I, well, okay. I think spending time with God and spending time in the word and prayer, like realizing how absolutely vital that is to any single thing we're doing, yeah. you know, like that's not on a list of, you know, 10 things you need to do in 2020 to make sure your business succeeds. But right. like, for someone that is pursuing Jesus first, like absolutely spending time with God, um, will bring you that vision just because so much truth about our heart is revealed to us through that time spent reading his word. And so when we do that, like, it's just, it's any opportunity we can find for God, giving God an option to speak to us, you know, anytime yeah. we can clear the distractions and make a way, cause we know he's trying to, to tell us the truth and trying to lead us, but we're just so clouded that we can't, we can't even hear them. Um, yeah. But yeah, first one, reading the Bible, but I guess second, maybe surrounding yourself with people that are going to encourage you and also challenge you, you know, but yeah, you have to let them in because like we kind of talked about earlier, if they don't know the details, they won't be able to speak truth into the situation from God, right. hopefully. And you probably wouldn't take their advice anyway, if you, if you felt like <laughs> right. their advice wasn't credible, because you know, oh, you don't understand, you don't know all the details of this situation. Yeah. But really, yeah, I think it, it just comes down to like giving God the opportunity to tell you. Like so many people are asking, you know, God, what is your vision? What is your calling for me? But then we can't, we're not going to church and letting the sermon the pastor prepared 
tell us, you know, like yeah. God is trying to communicate to us in so many different ways through his other children and through time in the word and prayer. And if you're not opening up those opportunities, you're probably not going to find out what he's saying. Yeah, that's right. And I think we look at the concept of the will of God and his vision for us and things like that as this huge, mighty thing, which it is. But a lot of days here on earth are just taking the small steps of obedience of what mm. he's asking in the moment, you know? And I think, and, and my, that might sound like maybe a disappointing answer, but I think <laughs> a lot of times, you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of times we miss the small things. We miss the forest for the trees, mm. you know? So true. Um, or we want, we, we look at, we're just looking at the forest, but we... Well, yeah, I said that right. We're looking at the forest <laughs> and we miss the trees, which is the forest. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. I think I'm, I mean, I'm guilty of that a lot. Um, so, okay. Switching gears a little bit. What do you do when you feel creatively speaking sort of stuck? I'm glad you asked that because I think that, you know, whether you're creating actual art or creating anything, you know, like creating content or you know, creating relationships, whatever it is. Like, I think yeah. that is something we all are experiencing more often than not. Um, but what's coming to mind, I think, is when I'm like truly, truly in a rut, like maybe not just an off day, but maybe in, an off season um, yeah. when it really like I feel truly stuck. Um, and I uh, this this may this works for me. I'd be interested to hear if something like this might work for you because our yeah. personalities are similar. But it's really important for me to remove like physically remove all of the obstacles that I think are like clouding my ability to create. So mm. for me, that looks like, you know, I, I have confidence when I feel good about myself. And if I don't feel good about myself, I don't feel good about the things I'm creating. So yeah. I will like put on an outfit that I feel good about, you know, make yep. sure I showered. <laughs> I, I'll always go to an inspiring place for me. So a really cool coffee shop down the street, you know, get a coffee that I love, like truly make it an awesome day and then try creating, you know, because yeah. when, when it's a crappy day, then I feel like just everything is tainted by tainted by the clouds, you know, it's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I do. I do like all of those things that you named. I was just sitting here <laughs> nodding my head because it's, I, I do that a lot of just like setting the stage to have a right. better day and set myself up. Even if I don't feel like being creative, you know, if I can mm. put myself in an environment of things that I love and because we're a three things like showers and putting on a great outfit, like those things do help whether that like, whether we like it or not, you know? Oh and my gosh. So, totally. Yeah, <laughs> and if, it, if it doesn't work, try again tomorrow. Yeah, Say a prayer. Exactly, and get exactly. another and latte. I think, I think for me too, and I love that your husband knocks a lot of this out for you, but if I have tasks that I just am dreading Mm. doing, it's really hard for me to be creative. So sometimes I will knock those out just for the sake of like freeing up a tab in my brain to be able to do something that I'm excited about. Sometimes I have to do that, you know, when I'm in that space too. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. Yes. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about what we can get excited for that you're allowed to tell us. This will come out like February-ish Okay, um, for Hosanna in 2020. Okay, well, this, like a peek into my world, I 
have always, you know, I started out this business and I was doing every single thing, you know, including taxes and shipping and designing and all, just every facet of a, a small business, you know. And so that has been kind of the vision for me from the beginning is, okay, let's get Katie to a place where she is only doing what she loves and what she, the hats she's best at wearing. And so like a couple years in now, four years in, I'm finally to the point where my job is marketing and product design, which is what I love to do. And so we're, we're kind of digging out of this hole of being really behind on when we design new products. Like when we, we wanted to launch planners this year um, for, for a 2019 or 2020 planner. And we brought that to our manufacturer in June last year and they like laughed us out of the room and said, <laughs> people have been making 2020 planners since 2018. Oh and I'm my like, goodness. are you kidding me? But hey, planners this year and they've done yeah. really well. But now we're, we're kind of digging out of that timeline debt that we call it um, and just getting ahead of schedule to finally be, you know, on the timeline that our retailers are expecting us to have these new, you know, time sensitive products. So right now in 2019, I'm designing the 2021 planner and I feel like a crazy person because that's so far away. But yeah, so that is something we're super excited about launching next summer. Um, But other than that, we've got a good handful of new Bible designs coming out. We're going to, this year we did a spring launch and a winter launch of Bibles. We've never done two in a year before. So that was really fun for us. Um, And we decided we're going to do that again next year. So we will have a fresh line of Bibles coming out in April and then a second one coming out again before Christmas. So so all of those are, they're already designed and ordered. And so we just now have to wait that our lead times are really, really long. So I hope people like what I think they'll like come next November. Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. I, I I have to go look at your planners when we get off the phone because I'm a planner geek, total and complete nerd. Oh yeah. So I haven't looked at them yet. I'm so excited now. Okay. I'll be interested to see what you think. So we have found, I mean, planner geeks. Yes. But everybody has just such a different preference. You know, there's people that love vertical or horizontal or weekly pages, daily pages, like there's just truly a billion combinations. So we really struggled trying to find something that would please as many as possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I'll have to text you and let you know what I think. I'm so excited now. Oh, please do. (laughs) Okay. So my favorite question that I always end every interview with asking is what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? I, I'm really glad that you gave me fair warning about this question <laughs> because I had to think And everything that kept coming to mind was just scripture. And I'm like, Katie, there's people have given you real advice. That's not scripture. Yeah. <laughs> Come up with something. But I, I ended up thinking of what I would totally agree is the best piece of advice I've ever been given. This was from um, a leader that was leading um, our young life organization in my, in my town. So I was a young life leader and I led at a school and this was the guy that was in charge of all of us. And so every Friday we'd meet and he would encourage all of these, you know, ministry leaders to go out into their fields of mission work and, and make it happen. Um, and so something that he shared was that as people that are doing ministry and evangelizing in any way, we are leaning into the darkness and we're, we're stretching out our hands and trying to pull people back into the light, uh, which I think is just such a beautiful visual but the piece of advice that he paired with that is you have feet are rooted in the light or you're going to get sucked in. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to get swept away um, because, you know, that is 
a tool of the darkness is to to trick you and to pull you in. And so I, I love that visual of always, always, always lean into the darkness, but make sure that your feet are locked in and held back by people, you know, good people in mm. the light. Wow. I love that. That's so good. So Katie, tell us a little bit about how we can stay in touch with you and just see everything Hosanna Revival is doing. Well, Instagram is a great place to start. That has really become like a platform that we love and where we share all the new updates. But if you're not an Instagram type of person, our email list also has all the same information. But yeah, just HosannaRevival.com, HosannaRevival on Instagram. We're easy to find. All right. Awesome. Well, Katie, I'm so thankful that we got to sit down and talk. I've been such a fan of Hosanna Revival for so long. And so thank you so much for your time and just sharing with our listeners. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you need anything from me at all, I'm super easy to find Rebecca Dotson George on Instagram and Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And hey, let's help make it possible for even more listeners to be encouraged by hearing stories of my people doing the thing. There's a couple ways you can do that. One, by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, screenshot the show and share it on your Instagram stories. Oh, and make sure you tag me there so we can connect as well. All right. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. And thanks so much for listening to the Do The Thing Movement podcast.